What's up guys, Olin here, back with another episode of the MMA Anomaly Show, aka the MMA Anomaly Podcast. Um, first things first, just want to say thank you guys for all the support. As some of you may know, uh, I did start putting all of the podcasts and episodes up on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, etc. Basically anywhere you uh, can absorb podcasts or listen to them, you should be able to find the MMA Anomaly Show there now. So definitely make sure that uh, you check those out on the platforms that you prefer. And jumping right into the episode, we have uh, basically just gonna run through some of the more enjoyable fights, in my opinion, from the UFC 273 card, which honestly, top to bottom, what a card. It was one hell of a night. Um, all of the fights delivered in a very big way, but I think the, the fights that are still on the tip of everybody's tongues, as far as MMA fans are concerned, are gonna be those top three. Right, so uh, jumping right into that, we had Hamzat Shemaev going up against Gilbert Burns. And again, what a fight that was. I, I think I speak for everybody that tuned in when I say I wish that was a 25 minute fight just to see what would have happened, right? Um, we finally saw Hamzat absorb more than one strike in a fight. And uh, he absorbed over a hundred from Gilbert Dorino Burns. Burns definitely brought the fight to him. He actually dropped Hamzat early on and I thought it, I thought it spelled disaster for Kamzat. I thought maybe that would be the end of the fight, but um, to my shock, Kamzat Chemaev proved that he's not a one-trick pony. He's not just somebody that if he's in control, he's in control of the fight. He proved that when he gets hurt, when he gets rocked, he uh, he keeps his marbles about him, right? He keeps his wits up there, and he was able to really fight out of a bad situation, out of, out of being dropped, and into being right back in a dominant position. He marched forward throughout the entire fight. He dealt damage throughout the entire fight. I, I would say it was a back and forth fight. Um, you could have argued that either man won the fight. And I think even though Gilbert Burns lost that fight, I think his stock only rose, right? Because when you fight somebody that's as incredible and incredibly popular as far as up and comers go, as a Kamzat Shemaev, win, lose, or draw, your stock goes up as long as you don't go out there and get starched or one shot and he went out there and did better than anybody else has that has fought Kamzat in the UFC. And I, uh, I look forward to seeing both men in their next battles. Uh, and I'll jump into what I think should be next for both men respectively later on in the video. Uh, moving into the next fight, we had Aljamain Sterling in a rematch against Piotr Jan. Now, if you watch the previous episodes or listen to the previous episodes, you know that I actually was one of the few people in the world uh, that was rolling with Aljamain Sterling in this rematch. And there are a number of reasons that I felt that way, right? I feel Aljamain Sterling definitely went out there and lost the first fight. Everybody who watched that fight knows that, but he won it on a technicality. He ate the illegal knee to a grounded opponent's head, uh, his head being the head the guy beat, and he won the belt as a result. Uh, so he wasn't winning that fight by any means before the illegal strike happened though. And that's why a lot of people going into this fight went with Piotr Jan. Now, I myself thought, looking at what each fighter brings to the table, I think Piotr Jan had a really, really great night the first night they fought, and Aljamain Sterling, just looking at it and looking at his fights historically, he was obviously off that night. He came in very flat. Um, he, he wasn't throwing the way that he usually does. He was throwing a ton of volume in that first fight, but not, not the way that we usually see him throwing. He almost seemed uh, nervous and haphazard. So. The second fight, the one that we saw here, um, you know, two Saturdays ago now, he came out very calculated, very precise, and he had a game plan. He went out there and he wrestled them. 
and he knew that that was the path to victory. But the, the fact of the matter is, even on the feet, Piotr Jan wasn't doing anything extremely impressive in my opinion. He wasn't out there negating the standoff of Aljamain Sterling. In fact, if memory serves correct, uh, Piotr Jan got dropped with a uh, step-in elbow from Aljamain Sterling in the very first round. So, I mean, that being said, there, there are people online that are saying it was a robbery, Aljamain shouldn't have won that fight, Piotr Jan got robbed, this, that, and the other. I think those people should go back and rewatch that fight, um, maybe mute the commentary, and just actually focus and hone in on the fight, because with all due respect, it was a close fight to an extent, but Aljamain Sterling 100% won that fight. Um, so, kudos to Aljamain Sterling. If you took me up on my advice and you bet on him, you're welcome. Feel free to send your boy a piece of the cut. Um, and yeah, moving into the main event, we had another banger in Alexander the Great Volkanovsky going up against the Korean Zombie. Um, again, if you listen to my previous videos, I really thought Korean Zombie does have one-shot knockout power. He has the opportunity and the ability to finish any fight. But going into this fight, there were simply a lot more things stacked up against them than there were stacked in his favor. And uh, we saw that with Alexander Volkanovsky going out there and just beating the brakes off of him, right? He put it on him early. He put it on him throughout the middle of the fight. He put it on him late in the fight. And there was even a point in, I believe, the starting of the uh, third or fourth round where Volkanovsky actually came out and he looked at uh, Korean Zombie, his opponent. He's like, you good? You sure? You're okay? And then he you know, continued just wailing on him. Um, and that's part of the business, right? That's why they call it the hurt business. But I thought, again, uh, somebody that loses zero stock is obviously the Korean Zombie. He went out there, he fought his heart out, um, and I mean, I think he beats most people not named Volkanovski. Like a lot of people in the featherweight division, they're just levels behind Volkanovski when it comes to, to talent and just overall skill and power. The guy used to play, I believe, rugby, and he was like 210, 230 pounds. Now he's fighting 145 pound men. There's no way those guys are gonna crack him as hard as he was getting cracked on that field. It's, it's just, that's the way the cookie crumbles in this situation. Um, jumping into the fights that we had this last Saturday, uh, we had quite an active Saturday, right? So we had, there was a Risen card, uh, there was a UFC card, on Friday there was a big Bellator card. Um, I think one word that could be used to describe all events that happened this weekend, or this week rather, are uh, would probably be crazy or ridiculous. So we had a Bellator card in which the co-main event, everybody thought, you know, it's a rematch, uh, kind of like Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Jan. Everybody and their uncle thought that McKee was gonna go out there and just beat the brakes off of the Pitbull brother, right? The better Pitbull brother at that. And it just didn't happen. Uh, we saw McKee come out there. He looked very flat. He probably fought one of the worst fights I've seen him fight in Bellator. And he, he appeared to me as somebody who already felt like he had that fight in the bag and felt like he didn't really need to put forth the best training efforts in order to secure the bag again. He even followed the bag even bigger considering he was on the Helwani show the same week uh, prior to his fight saying that, you know, he's basically thinking about going to the UFC and he wants to be better promoted and this, that, and the other. Well, it's gonna be really hard to leverage getting a contract from a new company when you just on live television kind of crap the bet. Right, like you, you didn't beat the guy you already beat, and then after losing to him, you already shut down any talks of a rematch of a trilogy fight by saying that you're pretty much done with featherweight. You want to go to lightweight with the 
Justin Gaethje's, the Dustin Poirier's, the Charles Oliveira's of the world. I don't, I don't think that's a great move for you in the UFC. And I mean, no matter what, you're gonna have to do a lot of negotiating because you're gonna get a much lower payday than a million dollars a fight like you got fight before last at Bellator. Um, so again, big fumbling of the bag there. And then in the main event, we had, uh, you know, up and comer Nemkov going up against Corey Overtime Anderson. And Anderson was a good Samaritan. He accidentally headbutted him. He called himself out on the headbutt and it was the end of the fight. Nobody won the Grand Prix. Nobody won the million dollars. Um, again, Bellator fumbled the bag. At this point in time, it almost feels like Bellator doesn't care about the product themselves. And if the company themselves doesn't care about the product, how are we as fans supposed to really absorb and love the product, right? So we'd love to see some better promoting from Bellator because they have great fights on the cards. It's just a matter of stacking them up and uh, you know making sure that the pacing of the events is easy to watch, easy to digest, so to speak, and uh, making sure that not only that, but we, we get to know these fighters and we have some stake. We kind of feel like we have a horse in the race. That way we're not just watching a bunch of horses race, right? That's the beauty of fighting is getting to know the story behind these people, getting to know and love these individuals, and then watching them put blood, guts, and glory on the line for our entertainment and for their rights. So I, I would love to see Bellator do a little bit more promotion and just really see them do more with their fighters. Um, this weekend's UFC card was not a super stacked card. Not a ton of names to talk about on there. Um, Chris, Beast Boy Barnett suffered a loss. Again, he ate an illegal strike. I believe it was like a 12 to six elbow to the back of the head. And then they gifted his opponent the win. Something really needs to be done about the rule set. Um, we need to really get a fix on illegal moves and what needs to happen when those moves take place in a fight in the octagon or, or in the ring, wherever the fight is taking place. And we also need to really, really get open scoring to be a thing because I think open scoring has zero issues with coming into the sport. And I mean, the, the biggest thing that people try and say about it negatively is, oh, well, if uh, you know fighter A knows that he's two rounds up over fighter B, he's gonna take the third round off. Okay, cool. Fighter B is probably gonna crack him a couple times and fighter A is gonna realize, well, I'm still in a fight. I can't take this round off. I should probably just win dominantly and get three rounds in the bag or get a finish. So open scoring, 100% all in favor of open scoring. Uh, and then jumping right into the main event, which was the most notable fight on the UFC card this weekend, we had Bilal, remember the name Muhammad, going up against Vicente Luque, who is an obvious fan favorite. This was actually another rematch. Uh, this one I believe was a rematch from 2016 in which Vicente Luque knocked out Bilal Muhammad. Um, again, I myself was going with Bilal Muhammad. If you follow me on Twitter, you probably knew that. Um, definitely a big Bilal fan. I don't understand why he gets so much hate. It's almost become like a meme, kind of like how like Artem Lobov was the greatest of all time fighter. Uh, he's becoming like the most boring fighter of all time. And I, I disagree. He goes out there, he out wrestles and outworks every opponent he fights. And so what? He doesn't get finishes. Who cares? I think he has like 16 decisions. I've probably watched every one of them and I'll continue watching them because at the end of the day, this isn't boxing. This isn't Muay Thai. I love boxing. I love Muay Thai, but this ain't that. This is mixed martial arts. Here we mix it up. That involves wrestling, that involves ground and pound. That means that if my guy gets a double leg on your guy and your guy can't get back to his feet to show how great his striking is, your guy's got work to do. That's not a knock on my guy. That's another feather in my guy's cap because my guy dominated your guy, okay? so. I tip my hat uh, to Bilal Muhammad. I look forward to seeing what's next for him. 
and it was just a dominant performance all around. Uh, he went 50, 50, 50 on his takedowns, right? So 50% of the takedowns he shot, he landed. And I believe he got like over six minutes of control time. So against somebody like Vicente Luque, not easily done. Great job, Bilal. Looking forward to your next battle. And uh, I really think this division is just exciting, right? We have Gilbert Burns. We have Hamzat Shamayev. We have Vicente Luque. We have... Um, just so many so many options and, and, and moving people here, right? So what's next for these guys, okay? I think Hamzat Shamayev should probably fight Kobe Covington. And if Kobe Covington refuses to fight him, you give Kobe Covington Bilal Muhammad. I think that either one of those are great fights, okay? I think Gilbert Burns versus Vicente Luque would be a really, really great fight to see in that division. And then I think, you know, they're both great fighters, both coming off of close fights. Um, a little bit less close in the Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad fight, but still very hard fought uh, fights. And I think realistically, like there's there's only four people now ahead of Bilal Muhammad. You give him any of those guys and it's a great fight. Um, anybody other than Kamaru Usman, just because I feel like Bilal needs one more fight before he should be given that title shot against Kamaru Usman. Um, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. If you're checking this out on YouTube, please do the YouTube stuff. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. And uh, if you're checking it out for the first time on any other services, you know, Apple, Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Audible, etc., uh, make sure that you subscribe, like, review, all the internet stuff uh, that helps with all the different algorithms on each site and platform. And as always, thank you guys for the support. It means the world to me. Love you all very much. And uh, Looking forward to the fights this weekend. We do have kind of a watered down card coming up this weekend, but all the same, you know me, I love the fight game and I'll probably be tuning into all of those too. Later guys.